0: Today's daf is Ksubis taf Ches, and we are the Ezis Hashem, the beginning of a new Perik, the eighth perik of Mesahtis Ksubis, Perik Ha'isha Shenaflu. Today's daf is being learned. Le Nishmas Chayim ben So the topic of Perik ho Isha Shenaflu is a concept that we're all familiar with. It's a concept that underpins Misach Tzivos and really underpins the entirety of Seder Noshim and Azikim. and that is the concept known as Nechsi Miluk. So, what exactly is Nechsi Miluk? The short answer is Nechsim that a married woman brings with her or acquires during her marriage. However there's a more detailed and nuanced definition to Nexamulug and I think it's very important that we go through that now as an introduction to the next several dafin that we are going to learn So everyone knows the first Mishnah Mesachtes Kedushin the Mishnah says hoisha niknes bekesef Rashi says hoisha that means when a husband and wife get married, although, of course, it's a merger of sorts, but at the same time, there's also a kinyan taking place. The man is being koina Who is he being koina His wife. That's the opening words of Masachat's Kedushin, stating that these words are sometimes very misunderstood, and if not consciously, subconsciously. Hoisha niknes sounds and feels like the man actually owns his wife the truth is he doesn't in fact the achronim the gedolei achronim muchad to understand what the kingian even is we've mentioned many times the nusach that's said over in yeshiva that comes from davni maluim and others in shail sechuva simen yud zayin, and that is that the kingian that a man has in his wife is a kingian isser whatever that is. But the point that we need is that he doesn't have a Kenyan monument. So, for example, if a man before Lincoln freed the slaves would acquire an Evid he would own the Evet, to the point that Masha Kana Ebed, Kana rabbi. anything that the Evid would do, anything that he would earn, would financially, from a haisha mishpat perspective, belong to his master. If somebody owns a house, he owns a kayli he owns a shayur, he owns a Hamar. it's his 100%. If you damage it, you have to pay, not it, but you have to pay its owner. Haisha, that's nikness labayla, is not nikness in that sense. A man does not own his wife. He has no king and momen in his wife. Not Raisa and not even really midirabonah. What then does the Isha Nickness mean? Kinyan What does that mean? In But it's very important To internalize this idea That even though The words of Ishaniknes Sometimes throw us For a loop And even though There are Mishnayas And Gemaras That talk about Different schusim That a man had In his wife's possessions But it has nothing To do with the fact That he would have Any kinyan in his wife Because although The Mishnah does say Or All it means is kinyan But that's Pashid, It's not Kinyin In contrast Almost any other kinyan That you'll ever see In your entire life Which means Mom stating that Chazal did say that a woman that's married that owns nechasan her husband should have certain schusim in those white White Chazal say it? So the Gemara on and said that different schusim the husband was granted in exchange for different things that the Chachamim were hoping the chusim would make and trigger the husband to eventually take care of his wife. So for example, Chazal said that we want to make sure that a husband's going to support his wife, whether he's Chaimid Eirais, he's Chaimid but it's very, very important that the husband support his wife. So Chazal said that if a woman earns income, the husband should take the income but the point is that Chazal said that the woman is going to have to give her to her husband. Why? Because Chazal felt that for a marriage to work it was a very, very smart thing. And therefore they gave the husband a schos and the ma'asiyadai. so so is labailah. If a woman finds a mitziah, it goes to her husband. Not because the husband owns his wife and as a result if She now finds a mitziah, it's automatically going to go to the husband. It was a special ta'konos chazal, for whatever reason. They wanted that if she finds a mitziah, the husband should get it. Chazal said that any nechassim that a woman owns, it doesn't matter how she acquired it. Whether she acquired it because she earned it. Whether she acquired it because her father died and she inherited it. Whether she acquired it because she found it. Whether she acquired it because someone gave it to her as a matana, Whether she found it because she won the lottery. It's irrelevant. The point is, any nchasin that a woman has, Chazal said At the end of the day, we want the husband to have some schus in it. And what schus did they give the husband? And all these nechassen, they gave him the schus perus. Now, once upon a time in an agricultural society, the word perus had a little bit of a different meaning that it has today. Today, when you think of perus, so you think of a fruit, you think of bayra priya etz, you think of (laughs) maybe the simonim on Rosh Hashanah. But the point is, a fruit is just something that, you know, sometimes you eat. Your mother wanted you to eat it. That's usually the the connotation of a fruit. But once upon a time, the word fruit was like a dollar bill. It was the primary source of income. People lived in a barter society. I had a field, you had a field. My f- field produced corn, and your field produced soybeans, and we would make a chalipin. I'll give you this, you give me that. When Chazal said that the husband gets the payros of the nechsa, look, what they meant to say was that the husband gets the income that the nechsa, that the possessions that the woman brings into her marriage. Any income that the possessions of the woman generates, again, regardless of how she acquired those possessions, that income is going to belong to the husband. So, for example, in a case of fruit, in the event that a woman married has a field. So, if the field produces fruit, the husband is going to be the one that's going to have the schus to have the fruit. Who owns the field? What's the question? Of course she owns the field, it's hers. I, that's Kenyanissar. Ay, midra bonon. He ha- yeah, he has certain schosim, but he but doesn't own her possessions. She owns her possessions. What does he have? He gets to eat the fruit. That's the halacha. Why? Because the fruit is the income that this field is generating. Echazal said that any income that's going to be generated is going to belong to him. What happens if the field goes up in value? Who's the one that gets to say, oh, my assets just appreciated by 20%? It's her. It belongs to her. What if it goes down in value? She's the one that suffered the loss. You want to know who owns the asset? It's posh. It's not even a question. She owns it. He has a schus. What's the schus? He gets to eat the peirous. What if the nechosen that she has in her marriage is a house and it's a rental property? What would the peirous of the rental property be? It would be the rental income. As a result, the husband would own any rental income that this property generates. So, who owns the property? She does. If it goes up and down in value, she is the buy on that property. Why? Because, why not? I Doesn't he have schuss? Yeah, his schuss is that any income that's generated by this property is something he's going to have. So any nechassem that a woman brings into her marriage, Chazal made a general umbrella takana and said that in the event that it generates income, is that income is going to belong to her husband. Nechse alug is those nechassem. Any nechassem that a woman brings into her marriage, whether she brought it in before her marriage, whether she acquired it after her marriage, we said it doesn't matter how in the world she acquired it. It's neither here nor there. Any nechazim that a woman has, this is her own personal money, doesn't belong to her husband. So that's the first thing we have to understand. It's not the husband's. Whose is it? It's hers. Stating that, Chazal gave the husband's chuzzim. Why? They gave him a bunch of chuzzim, and a bunch of chiyuvim, by the way, as well. And the bottom line is, they said that you're going to be able to eat the peris of the... Next, look the Paris of these. Nuchasim. Now, why specifically did the Chazal say the husband should be oichol the Paris next. Look, so the Gemara said it's tachas perkoina for all reasons. It's because we're afraid. Apparently, once upon a time it wasn't so loy The Gemara says it wasn't but not so loy And therefore, there were times that women would be taken into captivity, and someone would have to redeem them. Pitiin shulim was a very big deal in the times of Chazal. Once upon a time, and as a result, Chazal said that if we'll give the husband the Paris, Now we're the Paris of the next. Look, we're comfortable now. That the husband's gonna do what he needs to do, and that is to redeem her in the event that he has to redeem her. But again, long-winded, I'm repeating it, but I think it's kedai. And that is what exactly is Naqsim alug? Naqsim alug are just simply assets, money, a field, doesn't matter what it is, that belongs to the woman, either she owned it prior to when she got married and brought it into the chasana, into her marriage with her, or she acquired it after she got married, despite the fact that she's married and despite the fact that her ish but it belongs to her. At the same time, Chazal gave him certain schosim, and the schosim that Chazal gave him are that he's able to eat the pears, which means not the apples and the oranges, but it means any income that these nechasim are going to produce are going to belong to him. That's what Naqsimalug is, that's what Paris Naqsimalug is. There is another idea that's Li And that's what's known as Naqsit Sain So what's Naqsit Sain So we need to know less about Naqsit Sain for the Gemaras that we're going to learn, then we need to know Naqsimalug. But at the same time, it's impossible to properly appreciate Naqsimalug without also understanding what Naqsit Sain is. A woman, when she would get married, would often bring with her a adunya. In fact, the Gemara said, from a Pasik in your that there's an obligation for a father when he marries off his daughter to make sure that she brings some nadunya. Why? So like this, she's gonna be attractive to potential suitors. Chazal said that it's the husband's responsibility to make sure the father's responsibility, to make sure that his daughter gets married, and a good way to do that is, is to give her a an nad. And if there's gonna be an adunya, then in that case, there's a good better chance that his daughter will be able to find a, a suitable shidduch If a woman brings a nadunya into her marriage, so what would you say would be the halachic status of that nadunya? So I think, up until this point, sounds like looked to me, the father's giving it to his daughter. Is he giving it to the Maybe, I hear. But let's assume he's giving it to the daughter. So if he's giving it to the daughter, it's her, So it's Nechzimalog. So she would own it. But at the same time, just like with all Nechzimalog, he has a schus that he's euchal the income, he's euchal the pairs. So, so to here, he would be able to be oichal the pairs. And in many cases, that's really the way the Nadunya used to play out. But in most cases, it's not the way the Nadunya played out. There was a, a common mimic once upon a time that when a woman would bring a Nadunya into her marriage, the husband and the wife, the Mechatunim, would structure the Nedunia in a way that gave the husband and the wife different rights in these Nechasim. Meaning, they would structure it in a way that was agreed upon, that we're not going to treat this as alog, but rather we're going to treat it as what's known as Nechasit Zayim Barzal. Now, what's the concept of Nachsit Zayim The concept is, is that the woman says that I'm giving you right now, I'm bringing these assets into the marriage. Let's say it's worth a $1,000. I'm bringing the $1,000 into the marriage. It's a field. It's a house. It's, it's mizimin. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm bringing the $1,000 into the marriage. The husband obligates himself that at the time that this marriage is terminated, he is going to give her, when he pays off her ksuba the $1,000. Right now, who owns that $1,000 asset? He does. What happens if it goes up and it appreciates in value? He's the one that's going to benefit. What if it goes down and it depreciates in value? He's the one that's going to incur the loss. What's his responsibility? His responsibility is that in the event that this marriage is terminated because either he died or because he gave her a get, in that case, he's going to have to pay off a choyv, quote-unquote, which is going to be equal to what the Nadunya was worth at the time that they got married. Now, the Nadunya, when it was Nechset Zayim Barzal, was written in the Ksuba, and there's even a discussion in the Rishonim if it has a din of Ksuba. The Raman says, Mufur so even though the Gemara said, tonight Ksuba is Ksuba, and Ksuba is Ksuba, right in the beginning of Paragrapha P14, that Toysviz Ksuba is Ksuba, but the Nadunya, even though this Chayv was written in the Ksuba, wasn't considered Ksuba. But the point is, is that Nechset Zayim Barzal is usually seemingly, and it was a, a privately negotiated transaction between the between the two parties that are getting married, where they say that she's bringing the dunya into the marriage. And usually if she would bring the chassem into the marriage, it would be hers. The Baal would just have a schos to be, over here, I'm giving it to you, you're giving me his chavis back, this is all part of the suspense of the Kriya's Ksu, but let's see how it's going to play out. By the way, in Perek issue, we saw that when a woman would bring the... And they would write in the dunya in the k'suba. they would even mark it up. He would be nice and connect them another 50%, all the different numbers that were flying. But the point is, is that that was something that was privately arranged. It was privately negotiated. And as a result, you could do whatever you want. Just to bring out how much Nechzei Tzain Barazel is just a privately negotiated transaction. The term Nechzei Tzain Barazel, why is it called Nechzei Tzain Right, Nechse means nechassim. So that part we understand. There's no sheep. Right, even in the olden days under the chuppah, and there's no barzel, there's no metal. So why is it called Nachsi Tsayin Barzel? So the answer is because the people that used to drezach and they used to deal in cattle, like the shepherds and the people that owned, they used to make this arrangement. So somebody owned cattle. He would sit down with a shepherd. He's a professional shepherd, and he would give him his cattle, and he would take full achrayes, so that if it goes up or down in value, the the shepherd is the one that would incur that profit or loss, and he would have an obligation to return back whatever it was he took. The point. Point is, this was something that the people that handled in Tzoyin used to use and Chazal just borrowed what was known as a, a, a conventional financial term, financial instrument and they applied it to this concept. So ordinarily when a woman brings money into her marriage it's Alok, she owns it 100%. It just so happens that this is what they used to do and really every time a Chazal would happen if you look in the Rambam and in and the Rambam and in the Rambam and in the and and if you look at Rashi and beginning in and in the and in it's very very clear that this was a privately negotiated transaction, the husband would say yeah, I want this to be Nechzei Tzayim Barzal I'll be Makabalach I'll write it in the Ksuba and then it went down as Nechzei Tzayim otherwise, it would be simply treated as Nechzei Malogs, so either way, again, just to chaser over what we have over here we have is, is that when a woman has possessions, she's married, it doesn't matter if she acquired it, it doesn't matter if she earned it, if she bought it, if she found it if somebody gave it to her the halachis, is she owns those nechasm. That just means Kenyan It doesn't mean Kenyan mammon. Stating that Chazal did give the husband certain schosim in her nechasim. Why? Tachas kaina. What are the schusim He eats the pears. What? He gets to eat the apples and the oranges. And what if there are no grapes? He gets nothing. No, the pears means the income that it generates. And the husband is the one that gets to eat the income that it generates. The word a time where a woman would bring money into her marriage, Nachasim into her marriage, where it would not go this way. It would be treated completely differently. Where he would be the one that owns it and as a result any profits or losses, he would be the one that would incur. He would now have an IOU, a chayv that was even written in the Ksuba where he would have to give it back. That was something that was related to Nadunya specifically and only if they agreed upon it. It seems like usually they did. But it's only if that's what they agreed upon and then it was a specifically negotiated transaction which anyone could do. Right? Me and you can make a Nachasitzaim bar arrangement. Anyone could do anything from a financial perspective. As long as both parties agree and they shake hands, So there's no reason you can't do it. And sometimes the husband and the wife used to do that. They used to take this arrangement that the people that handled and signed did and they would apply it. What we're going to focus on more is on the halachis of and with that introduction, again, the concept of the introduction was just to understand a little bit better what Nechsemilog is. We have a Mishnah. This Mishnah is Mamish Givald. The Mishnah is going to talk about a woman that has Nechsemilog and she now wants to sell her Nechsemilog. Could she sell it or could she not sell it? If she sells it, is it Chal or is it not Chal? Now, why would you think she could sell it? It's hers. Why would you think that? Maybe she can't sell it Because the husband has schusam So by the woman selling Essentially what's happening is She's causing Pretty directly the husband to lose So on the one end It's hers But then again he has a schusam So because he has a schusam The question is How do his schusam impact Her ability to act freely With something that really really Belongs to her. Dr. Mishnah ha'ishah nechassim a woman who yarishin nechassim. That's usually what naflula nechassim means. So she has nechassim actually tisarets if she acquired these nechassim when she was single before Erisim, before Nesuin, before she ever got married. Rashi vinisarsa, And then she got married but only Erisim. Every single nuance in this Mishnah matters. Moedim be'shameh be'sil Shame be'sil are both Moida, why would you think Bisham and would argue? Because we're about to see in a few lines that there was a Machloikis Bisham and related to this whole noise. Eh? So you could have thought that Bisham and argued here as well as Octomission. No, Moida and that's like saying everybody in the world agrees that she's allowed to sell it, and that's posh that if she sells it, the Mecher is going to be kind. So a woman that has nechsimalug. She acquired the Nachsimalog, Adshaloy saris before Eresen. Now she's in Arusa, which means she's married, Miday Raisa. She sells the Mechasen, the Allah is, everyone agrees that it's going to be okay. She could even do a Lechad Chiloh. What happens if a woman acquired Nachsimalog? But she acquired the Nachsimalog after she was already in the Sarse? After Erisyn. So she was already in a state of Arison, The olden days, this Yud-based Chaytish, ayyum at between Erisyn and Anasuin. And during this year, she fell into this Yerusha. B'Shamayi. B'Shamayi says, Timkar. She wants to sell it right now. She's in Arusa. She's allowed to sell it. So, says, like Timkar, no, you shouldn't sell it. Being that she acquired it after she's already married, after she was already Arusa, so here B'Shamayi says, don't sell the it. However, the Mishnah says, B'Shamayi B'Shamayi, both agree, machra that in the event that she would sell it, so at that point, it's going to be okay. So in the event that she acquired the Nechosen, before Eresen. And now she's in Arusa and she wants to sell it. Everybody agrees. My Harris she could sell it and I send it she could give it as a matan of a kaim and it's going to be good so you could sell it and obviously the evidence, if you sold it it's going to be fine what happens if she acquired it after she was in Arusa she's still in Arusa there was no nesuin yet she's still in Arusa and she wants to sell it Beishamai says go ahead and sell it Be-silu says Loi Timkar don't sell it however Beishamai and Basil both agree that even in this case when she acquired it after Arisen if she's going to sell it everything is going to be fine I'm um, Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi was saying over this halacha and the chachamim said Rabbi Yehuda they told Rabbi Gamliel that I don't understand why? the husband has a schos in his wife that's for sure he has schos in his wife which schos are the chachamim referring to? The point is, for sure the husband has chosim. And they felt that if the husband has chosim in his wife, then lechaira, like Yisgiv and a chosim, bidmiya, he should have his chosim and a chosim as well. And if that's the case, why is it a hefkeris that this woman who's an arusa, is allowed to go ahead and, and sell these chosim? Now the Gemara is going to clarify which part of what we said up until this point did the chum have a problem with. That they're asking, But the Chum seem to have some problem with everything that we just said. That to allow an, a Rusa to go and sell the Hassan at the end of the day, she's married, she has a husband, the husband has Chosin in her, and because the husband has Chosin in her, it shouldn't be so poshid that she should be able to sell it. Ramele so Rabbi Gamliel, told him, We're embarrassed, meaning, I'm... Still trying to come to terms with the chadashim, and you're trying to add. Insult to injury. Now, what did the khadash and Rabbi Gamliel was referring to? Sir, so Rashi says, says, So, we're going to see in the in the of the Mishnah. That's the next part of the Mishnah. That in the event that the nechassim fall to this woman, she acquires the nechassim Lug after nesu'in. That's pasha that she can't sell it. And Rabbi Gamliel says, "I can't come to terms with that. I don't understand why if she acquires it the is that she's not allowed to sell it. And you want that even if she acquires it." after Aresin? Even if she's only in Arusa right now, she shouldn't be able to sell? I don't understand why a Nasua can't sell. And you wanted to make it even worse, so we'll hold that thought. We're going to get back to on the Shinises. What happens, like we just said, in the event that a woman Acquired nechsimalug, and she acquired the nechsimalug after nesuin, so she was already an arusa and a asua and now the isha was Naflullah on the and now all of a sudden she has nechsimalug. Again, both shemachra That if she sells it or she gives it away to the shabah moitz she can't do the chatchila, ra- and even with the evidence, if she doesn't, the husband's going to be able to take it away from the lakuchas. Actually, Mrs. v'nisseh, what happens if she acquired the nechasim before the nesuin, the says, and now she had nesuin? Now Rashi says that actually Nisais is Tarteva mashma. It's Mashma actually Nisais she acquired it before the Erizin. It's also Mashma actually Nisais it was after the Erizin before the Nisuin. And the Mishra doesn't seem to be discriminating between the two. So even though the subtleties are very critical in this Mishnah, but at the same time, there seems to be no difference between those two cases. Rashi speaks that out here in the Mishnah. So actually, Nisais means if it was before the Erizin, or if it was after the Erizin. The point is, if she acquired it before the Nisuan, now, the Nisun says she's in Nisua. So what's the halach Rabbi Gamliel? Again, Rabbi Gamliel said, in the event that she sells it or she gives it away by matana, the halach is, it's going to be kain. What does that imply? Lechatchila, you can't do it. However, in Machre Nakayim, if you do it, in that case, it's going to be okay. Amr Reb Chindim Nakavius Reb Chindim said. Rabbi the Chachamim told Rabbi exactly what Rabbi Yehuda said. The Chachamim told Rabbi Gamliel in the beginning of the Mishnah. The husband has a s'chus in the isha. Now they're already in a state of nesu'in, and if they're in a state of nesu'in, so for sure the husband has a s'chus in the isha. So if the husband has a s'chus in the isha, so why is a Why are you saying, Rabbi Gamliel, that if she wants the that if she sells a pedyevet, the, the mechir is going to be kayim. lechayiv? If the husband has a now I you know, Rabbi Gamliel, you said you can't do the chachila. Say that that's good, that I'm happy with. But you're telling me that the pedyevet is going to be okay. Why should it be okay? I'm the lehemzur. Rabbi Gamliel told him. I have a Problem again with the fact that if she acquired the nuchasim after the nisuin and she sells it, the is the mecher is going to be bottled And you want that even if she acquired it actually niseis fin that the should be that the mecher should be bottled Said Rabbi Gamliel, no way. It's Mishnah that even though. Up until now, we have one formulation of what Da'aloch is regarding the ishish and Shanafula Nechassim. Rav Shimin, however, had a whole different shah. Rav Shimin, as in Rav Eichay, was Echai, was the ben and a Nechassim. He said that it has nothing to do with if it fell, fire eris and noch eris and fire nesu and noch nesu she sold the lach eris and she sold the lach nesu rather, what does it depend on? What type of nechassim we're dealing with? Nechassim, how you do in l'baal If the nechassim how you do in will posh it It sounds like it means the khasim that the husband knows about. That she's not let to sell And if she sells it, it's going to be botul. She ain't doing The husband doesn't know about it loytim because she can't sell it. And if she sells it, it's going to be okay. Rashi says, I'm Rab Shimon. So the Gemara is going to already explain. Rab Shimon, Rab Shimon, we're going to see in tomorrow's. Day. So as it relates to our Mishnah. The part of the Mishnah That the Gemara Is going to be mafarish right now Not the Mara's stuff And that is The first Opinion Of how we treat To'isha and the If you really Recap everything That we just said It's a little confusing But if you recap it Really What the Mishnah Mentioned was Four different Cases But it's really Four that are five As we're about to see But this is one piece That we need to speak out We could have spoke this out Before we started the Mishnah But this is where the Piresh of the Mishnah is coming in anyway, so this is fine. And that is, although Chazal said that the Baal is Oichel Peiris the Baal schus in the nachsimalog happen Nachsimalog happened. If all there is is arisen, the husband doesn't have Nach Nachsimalog, even though we know they're married. So, for example, if he would die then and there'd be no children, she would fall the But at the same time, the schus that Chazal gave the man, in the periods of Nachsamalog, that's something that first goes into effect, La'achanassu. Okay, so as it relates to the five cases of the Mishnah, let's break it down. The first case was where a woman acquired Alog before Arison, Then she became an Arusa. She wants to sell her nuchasim. She's in arusa, now. right? She wants to sell it before she became an arusa. Just because they're ready in the shidduch doesn't mean she can't sell, right? So the whole question is: Is when there's already an erusin? So she acquired them before erusin. Now she's in arusa. The question is: Could she sell it or could she not sell it? So the mishnah said, everybody agrees. She could sell the chatchila and can move him to the abed. If she sells it, everything is going to be okay. What happens if she acquired the nuchasim mishen She acquired it after she was already in arusa, and now in the state of arusa. She wants to sell there was a machlaikas bishamay and Basil. Bishamay says she can sell the Khathila, Basil says you can't sell the Khathilah but illabil Ma'iddin, everybody agrees, Shemach bin Asna that Bidi Evid it's going to be okay. So if an Arusa sells, right, let's just hold that thought for a second. If an Arusa sells, it's always gonna be okay. There's no tsad that it's not gonna be okay. For sure it's gonna be okay. The shaylas could she sell a l-khathila? If she acquired it before Irisan Everyone says yes, and if she acquired it after eris, then it's machleis b'shamisal. According to b'shamay, it's the same thing. Yes, and according to b'sul, so that's where it's already different. Over here, she's not going to be able to sell. But if she's in arusa and she wants to sell, for sure it's going to be okay. Now, if she's in a su, it's going to be more complicated. That's those are the next three cases of the mishnah. Now, why would it be more complicated if she's in a su versus if she's in arusa? It's very simple because in arusa, like we just said, the husband doesn't have any yet, so he really doesn't have anything yet. So the fact that he doesn't have any. The, the fact that he will maybe after the Nasu and have a schuss in the Bayris should prohibit her now from being able to transact with it. We're pushing it already, and that's why Bidiyevit for sure, if she wants to sell it, she could sell it. But the question is, could she do it or not? That was already dependent on whether she acquired it before. And machloik is between Bishama and Bisham. Good. What happens if she acquired it before Aresin and now there was already Aresin and there's even a suah and so right now she's in a suah, so she wants to sell it. So that the Mishnah said in the name of Rabbi Gamliel, the is that don't sell it because you're in a Suwa It sounds like even Bisham, I would agree now, Likhathilah don't sell it because now you're in a Suwa But at the same time if you sell it by the even, it's going to be okay. I in a Nesua, but mean that you acquired it before Nesua, you acquired it even before Erison. So the Allah is, but the evidence you sell, it's going to be fine. What happens if she acquired it before Nesua, but it was laach Erison? So it's a little trickier, right? You see there's a difference between before Erison and after Erison, when she sells it as an Arusa. So here she acquired it after Erison. Now she's in a Nesua, and she wants to sell. It's the same Allah. The Allah is that she's not supposed to sell it, but yet the end, if she sells it, it's going to be okay. The fifth. And the final case is what happens if she acquired it after Nassouin and she sold it, obviously, after the Nassouin. Then, again, there's no ambiguity. Everybody agrees. She can't sell it. And even with the evidence, she went ahead and she sold it, it's not going to be fine. So what are the five cases? The hold-off is these five cases. So what are the five cases? She acquired it before Erison and she sold it as an Arusa. She acquired it after Erizin, and she sold it as an Arusa. She acquired it before Erizin, and she sold it as an Asua. She acquired it after Erizin, but before Nesuin, and she sold it as an Asua, She acquired it after Nesuin, and she sold it as an Nesua. Those are the five cases in the Mishnah. Another thing that came very clear in the Mishnah, which is also going to play itself out in the Cheshbon of the daf on Hamid Beis, and that is there seemed to have been some exchange between the Chachamim and Rabbi Gamliel, meaning it seems like Rabbi Gamliel is the Mara the Shmaita in this Mishnah, and the Chachomi were questioning Rabbi Gamliel. They didn't like something about this Mishnah. And really, if you look at the Mishnah, you just learn Mishnaiyas. It seems like there were two versions of what part of the Mishnah the Chachomi had a problem with. We had Amr Reb Yehuda in the ratio of the Mishnah, Amr Rabbi Gamaliel, and then we had Amr Reb Chanina ben Akavia in the safe of the Mishnah, who said Amr Rabbi Gamaliel. Now, the Reisha of the Mishnah is talking about when she's selling it as an Arusa. The safe of the Mishnah is talking about the latter three cases, where she's selling it as an asua. So it seems like there was a machloikis, Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Chanina ben Akavia, where this exchange was. There was something that the Chalon didn't like, and Rabbi Gamliel's response was. You want to make it even worse? So was it something about an Arusa selling? Or is it something about an asua? So you see already just from learning Mishnahis that there's something going on over here. And in the Gemara, there'll be a B'raisa where it's going to play out very, very clearly. And again, the Gemara that we're about to learn in Lumbis is not hard. It really, it's just chesed, it's just math. And there's five different cases, and we'll see I'm how to learn these five cases. The Gemara begins with a very simple question. The first two cases we're discussing a woman that sold her nechsimalug when she was in Arusa. In the ratio. She acquired the nechhasim actually to before she was an Arusa. In the sefer, she acquired the nechhasim mishtenes What's the loch? If she acquired it actually to sars, moedim be shami be silo she moicharis venesenis. Okay, everybody agrees. The like, Yeah, has no problem. Just go ahead and sell. In the sefer. Being that she acquired it, they were ready. everyone agrees with the evidence. So in Basil's world, there's a difference between the Rasha and the seifa. There's a difference between an Arusa that wants to sell Nechzimulog when she acquired it before the Erizin versus an Arusa that wants to sell Nechzimulog when she acquired it after the Erizin. And the Gemara doesn't understand what's the difference. And the way Rashi explains it, Hare Nisarsu. Really, the only nation matter is, is Achshav. The only nation matter is who she is right now. She's an Arusa. Who cares when she acquired it? She's an Arusa. She's bound to a husband. The husband has a suss in the pairs. Gradley doesn't have it yet. He's going to have Good. Is that enough to prohibit her from selling or is it not? If the answer is yes, then, it's, then what's the difference if she acquired it far erisin? And if the answer is no, then then again, why does it matter if it was not Eresen? If he has a schus to somehow withhold her sale because of the shutfes that he has ostensibly in this Nachsimalog, so why does it matter when exactly she acquired the Nachasim? That is the oymik of the Gemara's question, as is mafurish in the first Rashi in the Gemara, the Mishnah Raishna Doly Plegue, Mishnah Seif the Plague. Why in the ratio was there no machine basil? And why in the safe is there machiban bash? In other words, what's Pshan and Shita's Basil? So the Murray's the de Birabana they sent the Shiva Rabana, Resha Bischo and No, because in the ratio it fell bash. When it fell, when she acquired the Naqsamalog, it didn't come with any strings attached. At that point, the moment that she acquired it, there was no husband in the picture. Seifa Beskhusai Nafu. But in the safe already was Bischo. When it fell, he already had a schus in it, and because he had a schus in it, so it's for that reason it was a promise. The Gemara says, In If you're looking at an arusa as being B'schusay, like he literally has a a black and white schus inside these mechassim. so the, y, but the yeah, but is it going to be okay? So, Gemara says, "You're right. Let's just tweak the language a little bit." In the ratio, when she got it, it was for sure B'shusa. Meaning there was no suffix even that there would ever be a person at this point that would have any rights in it because right now she's not married. So why would we think that there's anyone other than her that has any schus in it? It's however, being that she's in Arusa, could be it's B'shusa, but it could be also it's B'shusa. Meaning we look at it as if there's a suffix that someone has a schus in it. Why would we look at it as if there's a suffolk, that someone has a schoss in it? So Rashi says words that should not be taken out of context, and that is because Erizin is a Sufok Nesua. Every time a woman's in Arusa, really she's a Sufok Nesua. Now again, she's not a Sufok Nesua. She's an Arusa, she's not a Nesua. But practice correct, there's a good chance, probability-wise, that eventually she's going to be a Nesua. And because there's a chance she might be a Nesua, Sir so Chazal in the Takomi of Paris Achsemalog looked at the husband has already been a little bit of a shatuf over here, and it's for that reason, they said here it's going to be different. Okay, so what is the difference? But the she's <laughs> going to sell it. It's going to be okay. So Rabbi Yehuda said. The Chachamim told Rabbi Gamliel, and again, Rabbi Yehuda is now about to present his version of the exchange between the Chachamim and Rabbi Gamliel in our Mishnah, which is focusing on the first part of the Mishnah. What's the first part of the Mishnah? Where a woman sold it. When she was in Arusa, what's the halacha? If she received it, actually, it is for sure she could sell it. If she acquired it after Arison, for sure if she sells it, it's okay. She could even sell it with Chathil. So the Chachamim had some problem with what we just said. So the Gemara says, which part of what the Chachamim said were they focusing on? Rabbi Yehuda, yadi Yeved. Was he referring to the L'Chachila or was he referring to the B'Yad? So the way Rachi explains the Gemara, the Gemara knows for sure the B'nai Yeshiva that posed this question that Rabbi Yehuda was saying that the Chum had a problem with the second halacha of the Mishnah. So the halacha that she acquired in the Nechas achalay Tisarez, Even the chachamim who have a problem with our Mishnah didn't have a problem with that part of the Mishnah. The question was the next case. When she acquired it, Bishusay, where there's already like a suffic in matsev. and there too the halacha is that she has rights to sell. It. What are the rights? going to be Shamai, she can sell the and even according to a Shila, yeah, but the evidence she sells it, it's going to be okay. Kham have a problem with that? The chachamim said, why should that be the case? What was their lashon? Like and that was the question. The question was, did they have a problem only on Bishamai's L'Chadchila or did they have a problem even on but the other meaning for sure they have a problem with Bishamai allowing you to sell L'Chadchila. But the Gemara is said that maybe that's the only thing they have a problem with. I meaning they don't like the fact that you could sell yeah, Vada, she could sell All she is is an Arusa. Or maybe not. Maybe they had a taina. They didn't even understand why the it should be khaza. So the Gemara says Tashma, even though in our Mishnah it's not clear, but there is a Braissa that brings this as well, and in that Braissa, it's pretty much. The Bryce says as follows Amr the the being that this is his wife, this is his wife, Zum Mikhrabato. Avzum Mikhrabato, meaning. It's Mavur in the safe of the Mishnah that a Nasua is limited in terms of what she's able to do. Specifically, if she would acquire the nechza after the nasuin and she would sell it, b'dyeved, her Mecha would be So they say, so what's the difference? Why is it that if she acquires it after the erisin and now she sells it by the yavid, the is, it's going to be okay? I'm embarrassed about that you want to even make it worse, I don't. I don't understand why if she acquired a and she sells a The is going to be bottled. And you want to extend it backwards and say it's true even for erisin. But what do you see from here? Shmami the Right? Where do you see in the, in the, in the price? Where is the Mufurish? So black and white, it's not negotiable. So You see clearly that the Chachamim's problem was not just Bishamai, who's allowing you to solve the Chachil, but even the Chachamim that say that Bidi Eved, it's going to be, okay, so the Gemara just brought a, a brisa, which is really an excerpt of a brisa. So the Gemara now is going to bring the longer version of the brisa, which is going to take us back to one of the things we mentioned when we recapped the Mishnah, and that is that you see in the Mishnah that the Chacham had a problem with one of the Halachos. They were debating this problem with Rabbi Gamliel. Rabbi Gamliel seems to be the Mar And just from reading the Mishnah, it sounds like there's two versions of what their problem was, and more specifically, which part of the Mishnah they were asking from. Rabbi Yehuda said it in the Resha, and Rabbi Haninah ben Akavya said it in the Sefer. So it sounds like Rabbi Yehuda's timing that the Chachamim had a problem with an Arusa being able to sell, and Rabbi Haninah ben Akavya had it in the Sefer, as if to say he held that the Chachamim only had a problem with the Nesuit trying to sell. And just to understand conceptually a little bit, it makes more sense that the Chachamim would have had a problem with the Sefer versus the Reisha. Right? The Kasha on the Sefer is a much better Kasha than the Kasha and the Reisha. What's the seifa? The seifa are the three cases where a tries selling. What's dalach? If she acquired it after Nasuan and she sells it, everyone agrees it's going to be bottled. If she acquired it before Nasuan and then she sells it, doesn't matter if it was before eras and after erasin, Dalach is going to be, l'chadchila don't sell it, but the Evid, it. it's going to be okay. So the way Reb Hanim and Akavia posed it in the Mishnah, Chum had a problem with that. Oh, that, that's very stark. She's a nesua. A nesua... It's not a Suffolk nesuin, it's a dinosaur He for sure has a schoss in, in the payers. as the So if he's a shutif, why could you sell it? And not just that, you are her that if she acquires it after the nesuin, that she can't sell it, and that b'diyev if she sells it, it's not going to be okay. So what's the difference if it's before or after? At the end of the day, it, the, what difference does it make when you acquired it? The way Rabbi Yehuda had this exchange, it was on the Arusa that's selling it. And really, what's the argument of the Chachamim, the way Rabbi Yehuda has it, that you're telling me that if an Arusa sells, the evidence going to be Kayim. Even if she acquired it after Erison, Bessil can't do a but but the evidence it's going to be okay. Why, if she acquires it after the nesuah and she sells it as a is the that it's not going to be Kayin. Now, if you would ask me that question, I would have said a very simple answer: You're stelling to Erisin and Nesuah. What shayches? Nesuah, he has the schus in it already. Erisin, it's only a suffix that he may acquire the schus at some point. So how could you tell to Erisin to So really, it would seem at first glance that the answer to the chachamim's question to Rabbi Gamliel, the way Rabbi Yehuda has it, and the Reish of the Mishnah would be, very, would be simpler than what the answer would be to the Chachamim's question to Rabbi Gamliel in the Sefer. And it almost feels like what Rabbi Gamliel told the Chachamim, what did they tell him? He said, <speaking in Hebrew> It almost feels like, Overkill. You didn't have to say so, Sharf. Christopher more well, I don't have to tush though. This is nuswa. This is, is reason. Now, obviously, Rabbi Gamaliel held that way, l'fio emes. So that's why he said what he said. But just to follow the the train of thought of the sugya. You could have said more Pashit. Now, in the, in the Sefer, in Reb Chanir and akadis version of it, you can't say that because in all cases, she's in a suwa that's selling. You're being m'chalic between whether she had it, she acquired it before Nesun, or she acquired it. No, no. So over there, you already have to start telling me ala chadashim anu boyshem, ala rishonim manu mitzarin, right? So that's already something you would have to say. But in the Reshul, you wouldn't seem to have to say so much this of attire that we're speaking at, it's, it's just if you think about the Mishnah before even starting the Gemara, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. Sometimes if we think through the Gemara before we see it inside, it just f- jumps off the page. That's exactly what's going to play itself out right now. So the Gemara says, Tanya, we learned in a price. Um, Reb Hanin ben HaKavya told who? He told Rabbi Yehuda, yeshivam, Rabbi Gamliel You are saying over, you have a Messiah, that the Chachamin questioned Rabbi Gamliel on the Reish of the Mishnah. And Rabbi Gamliel said, No, that's not what happened. I'm going to tell you what, he, he told him much more Pasha, like we just said. He didn't say that to answer the Chachamim's. Said, <laughs> On the they said, Why you a suah, you want to understand why the woman can't sell it, why it's not posh. it's because by a suah, the husband has real schusim. but in, Arusa, the, husband no but in Arusa, the husband has no real and this are talking. So answered back to Rabbi and they said, "Rebbe, Rebbe." actually That all explains in Arusa. That's all. Rashi. But But if the nesua would have happened first and then she would have sold it, meaning she would sell it after the nesua. what are you going to say then? Then the husband is bimetsiyaso how are you going to explain it? Amalehem. So he told them you want to know what halach is there. I hold the same Allah Afzu my is You can even sell it I hold in that case you can even sell lechatilah. they told him like So here they said this already. I don't understand because over here for sure the husband has This is where he said this, meaning they were telling Rabbi Gamliel that why is it that b'di'evet if you sell it, but where you acquired it before Nasun, it's going to be kaim. Why is it different than if she acquired it la'achan and then she sells it that the mecher is going to be buckle? And on that Rabbi Gamliel told him, I. Happen to have a problem with that halacha. Allah anu and there's no way I'm going to start working with this and, and expand the restriction that she has and say that even if she acquired it before nesuin, then the is if she sells Allah nesuin, there should be a problem. Either way, this is the more extended version of the machloikis between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Haninim and Akavya in terms of the exchange of the chachamim and Rabbi Gamliel. We know there was ex- an exchange related to the reish, and We know there was an exchange related to the safe, But more specifically, when Rabbi Gamliel told the Chachomin, Was that a response to the Chachamim not understanding the Ration of the Mishnah? Or was that a response to the Chachamim not understanding the safe of the Mishnah? But there's a problem here. There's a shikil problem. If you go through the Bryce a little more carefully, there's a shikil problem. What's the problem? The Mishnah said that what happens if she acquired the nechasim before Nesun, but she sold it after Nesun? She acquired it before Erison and sold it after Nesun. She acquired it after Erison, before Nesun, and sold it after Nesun. What was the halacha? The halacha is, which means the she can't sell it. But if she sells it, it's going to be okay. Who said it in the Mishnah? Rabbi Gamliel was the one that said in the Mishnah. Right? Rabbi Gamliel is defending his position. mamish It was Rabbi Gamliel talking. Rabbi Gamliel doesn't even understand why there should ever be a restriction. Even if she acquired it after Nasun. He said, no, I'm embarrassed. <speaking in Hebrew> but he says, I'm not going any nakuda n- past that. So if she acquired it before Nasun, even though she sold it after Nasun, the Allah is, nas Now it's it for sure implies you can't sell a chatechila. But by the end, if she sells it, it's going to be fine. Look at the, the breissa. In the breissa where Rabbi Gamliel talks, what does Rabbi Gamliel say? They told Rabbi Gamliel, "Amruloi." They said, "Amalahet." They said, "Rebbe, Machra actually is I understand. But nisus ma'u. What's the lacha? if she sold it after the nisuin? Now it's talking about where she acquired it before the nisuin, but she sold it after the nisuin. told the "Avzu." Even in this case, If she wants to sell it, she would be able to. Right? What do you see? My cheres means she could do the khatkhilo. Naisenes she could do the khatkhilo. It's a tremendous nuance, but that's what it says. It says that she can go ahead and she could do the khatkhilo. What did the Mishnah say? The Mishnah said, actually, nisis is Rabbi Gamlil, but I meant, in machra The subtlety is what this stuff is all about. The Mishnah said, in machra But in the braisa, Rabbi Gamlil said, which means she could even do the khatkhilo. So we have a steer then in shikhtis Rabbi or better, we have a steerer in cases three and four. Cases three and four is when she sells it as an assort, but she acquired it before an Assault, Right? Case three was she acquired it before Erison and sold it after an assort. Case four is she acquired it after Erison, albeit before Nesun, and she sold it after Nesun. What did the Mishnah say? Don't sell L'Chathchila, but if you sell it, it's going to be okay. What does Rabbi Gamliel say in the Mishnah? Go ahead L'Chathchila if you want, and you're able to sell it. You can do whatever you want in these cases. L'Chariyevistira, Feitigemoro, Fanan, Tanan, Atshinloin, Niseis, Finiseis, Rabbi Gamliel, in the Mishnah, Rabbi Gamliel, in the Bresta, that says, Rabbi Gamliel, in the Mishnah, that says only, in the Mishnah, Rabbi to me my is now I have an easy way out all you have to do is change the gears in the You right change the halacha of cases three and four and you want to know what the case is or what the is my is if you want to sell the you're gonna be able to sell the right pretty straightforward it's really not so straightforward and let's just pause for one second so basically what's happening is, we're changing the girsa in the Mishnah. And really, we're changing the halach of the Mishnah. And we're saying that a woman that is in Asua, she sells her Nech but she acquired the Nech before Nesua. It doesn't matter when before the Nesua, but if she acquires it before the Nesua, the Halacha is, she can go ahead and sell it. She's took like a problem. You know why? Because what happens if she acquired the noch Semaluk, and then she sold it when she was in Arusa before Nesua? <laughs> be Shammai said she could sell the HaTchila. Be said she can't sell the HaTchila. So it would come out then that if she acquires it after Erison and now sells it as an Arusa before Nesuin, Lech it wouldn't be okay according to Be Yet Rabbi Gamliel is saying that if she acquires it after Erisin, which is one of the two cases of before Nesuin, it's here number four, and she sells it after Nesuin, she could do Lech HaTchila. My husband is a can't be. Elamai, you have to say that Rabbi Gamliel is going to be Shammai. That's doichik. So really what Rabbi Zvid just did was he changed the gears of the Mishnah. But he now forced you to say that this whole Rabbi Gamliel is going to be Shammai. That's a the problem. Let's hold that thought. Rapop um, has uh, had a different tariff to the kash. Again, what's the kasha, definitely the Mishnah, it says it in the event that she acquired it before Nasuin and then she sold it after Nasuin, which means that the if she sells it, it's going to be okay. Well, the kachila, she can't sell it. In the price it says that if she wants, she can go ahead and and she can sell the kachila. So, rubsvid said, don't oh, just change the gears in the Mishnah by changing the gears in the. Mishnah. By the way, Taisa says you never change the gears in the Mishnah. Usually, you change the gears in the price Here, all of a sudden, we're changing the gears in the Mishnah. But Rapop had a different tariff. He said, The tan of our Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda. The tan of the b'raisa is Rabbi Hanina ben Akavya. Now, the fact that the tan of the b'raisa is Rabbi Hanina ben Akavya is easy. Let's just go back to the b'raisa with six lines from the top. So really, everything in the b'raisa is Rabbi Hanina ben Akavya talking. The Mishnah, there was no clear indication was Rabbi Yehuda. In fact, the Mishnah mentioned Rabbi Yehuda. Also mentioned Rabbi Chanina ben Akavi. It's Rashi's Kasha. It mentions both Anam. but the Gemara is saying that's the way Rabbi got out of this Kasha. He said that La the Mishnah is going aliba the Rabbi Yehuda, and Rabbi Yehuda, who had his version of the exchange between the Chacham and Rabbi Gamliel is disseminating his understanding in general of the machloikis between the Chacham and Rabbi Gamliel. And in his understanding, Rabbi Gamliel held that a Nesua, that sells could never sell Lechatchila. It's only Yaved, and even then, only if she acquired it before Nesua. But the Braisa and a Chanami holds that according to Rabbi Gamliel, she could sell Lechatchila, the tone of the bris is not the same time as the tone of the Mishnah. It's Rab Chanan ben akavio the way Rab Chanan ben akavio was mentioned in the Mishnah. Rab Chanan ben Akavia. So it comes out that Rab Chanan ben akavio is being chayyul on the Mishnah. Meaning, just to keep it simple, Rab Zvid and Rab Papa are saying the same thing. It's just. Reb Zvid is editing the Mishnah and Reb Papa is making a machloikis between the Mishnah and the Brysa. Reb Zvid is saying that there's no machloikis. Everybody is kulam ahuvin, kulam At the end of the day, there was never any dispute, the debate or dispute as to what Reb G'malil was. I the Mishnah doesn't stim with the Brisa, Just edit the Mishnah. Make the, the Mishnah stim with the Braiser. Repop is saying there was a machloikas between the Mishnah and the Brisa. Who are the Baly Plukta? So he came up with Baly Plukta. It was Rabbi Yehuda who started off talking in the Mishnah. And it was Rechner and Akabi in the Brisa. By the way, Rashi says, "I so why is Rechner and Akabi mentioned in the Mishnah? And if Rechner and Akabi is mentioned in the Mishnah, and he really disagrees with the Mishnah, he should be shrying at the Mishnah. So Rashi says, Sometimes you find that. Sometimes we just pluck a Yediyah from a Brais we put it in the Mishnah but learn the Taiseftas learn the Brais which was what we're supposed to do anyways and then you'll know the proper Rabchaninim and but the bottom line is, is that according to Rabzvid just change the gears in the Mishnah and according to Rapopo no you're not changing any gear size. So there's a machloik between the Mishnah and the Brysa. so it comes out then that according to Rapopo there's a machloik between the Mishnah and the Brysa. As to what Rabbi Gamliel's sheetah is, what the halach is, as it relates to Tzirs number three and number four. According to Rabbi Yehuda, he's the Taina of the Mishnah, the halach is the you can't sell only by the evidence going to be okay. According to ben you could even sell it Lechatkhila, which means then, according to Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Gamaliel could shtim Lechayer with sheetah's base Hillah, whereas according to Rabbi Hanina ben Akavia, Akavya, Rabbi Gemliel has to be going to shita's B'shamach. If Rabbi Gamliel selling is saying that when you acquire it after Erison and sell it after Nesuun, you can sell it Lechadchilo, then Kavachaymer, if you acquire it after Erison and you sell it before Nesuun, you'd be able to sell Lechadchilo. Yet Beisul said you can't. So, then, Rabbi Chanina ben Akavya held that Rabbi Gemliel held like B'shamach. Rabbi Yehuda, however, who held that according to Rabbi Gemliel, you can't sell it lechatzilah, so there's no reason to say that Rabbi Gamliel is going to leave it to Beisul, leave it to Because Beisul said that if you acquire it after erusin and you sell it before nesuin, the halach is lechatzilah you can't sell it. If you acquire it after erusin and you sell it after nesuin, the halach is the same lechatzilah you can't sell it. Where's the nafkemina? But the eved is a chal. It was after erusin. It's chal after nesuin. It's not going to be chal But the way Rapop is learning. According to Rabbi Haninah ben, ben Akavya, you would have to say that Rabbi Gamliel held like Bishamah. Whereas, according to Rabbi Yehudu, you would not have to say that he held like Bishama. In other words, the observation that we made earlier in Rabbi Zvid, alma, is true in Rabbi Popa, Rabbi Haninah ben Akavya. Rabbi Zvid said that the Mishnah, is only one Gerset, there's no makhloi here. The Mishnah holds according to Rabbi Haninah ben That has to be... She does be Because Basil holds even an Arusa that, re- acquired Arison a that acquired after Erison can the sell the Chathilo. and Haimernesu that acquired after Erison wouldn't be able to sell the chathilo. So you have to say a held be According to Rav Papa. That observation is correct, but only according to Rabbi Hanina ben Akav, who holds, Rabbi Gamliel holds, that in a that acquired after salah Zolat, but according to Rabbi Yehud, Rabbi Gamliel holds, it's only a machro venosna, not mycheris venetzenis, it's only a machro so it's for that reason, this halacha would not be true. So the Gemara now is about to ask the question, says the Gemara, Rabbi Hanino, ben Akav, According to Rabban Akavi, a kid Bay shami does Rab Khanina ben Akavi hold like beis shami? Meaning, it comes out according to Rab Papa. Rab Rabban Chanina ben Akavi holds like beis Now Tosus asks the obvious question: We set it up. Why did the Gemara only ask according to Rab Papa's Rab Chanina ben Akavi? The Gemara should have asked it according to Rab Zvid right away because of this. Tosus has a different shana Rab Zvid, but Tosus says that I don't understand why the Gemara didn't immediately ask this Kashan and Rab Zvid. The Gemara brought Rab Zvid, no Kashas. Then we mentioned Rab We are according to Rab Chanan it's going to come out that Rab Gamliel is beishamai. The Gemara says it's not possible. How could Rab Gamliel be beishamai? Why didn't the Gemara ask the same exact question on Rab Zvid? Right? Rab Papa's is Rab Zvid. Either way, the Gemara says you know can't be hachikamar. You have to say that what Rab Gamliel was saying was my That Rab Chanan is going to be chaylik on our Mishnah, not only with regards to the halacha that. If she acquired it far and sold it after the suun, that she could sell the khathil in contrast to the Mishnah, which says that it's only bidiyev that if she sells it it's gonna be okay. But he was even chaylik on the second seer. So whereas in the second seer, we had a machul misha'i basil. And according to Baysil, an Arusa can't sell if she acquired it after Erison Rabbi Hanin and is going to hold and therefore the Allah is going to be that even according to Beisilul, she could sell a as an Arusa if she acquired it after Erison now if the Gemara said this the way Rashi learns the Gemara according to Raf Papa's Rabbi Hanin and we're going to say the same thing according to Rabbi Zvid Ali, but, the but if that's the case then what emerges is is that really if we revisit the Mishnah now there's really two completely different ways how to come up with the two now Avada there's some drama here Rab Zvid and Rab Papa they're arguing Halachala Maisa Pasha had to be Rab Bar and had to be Mifaris, the Mishnah but just in terms of conceptually what's happening over here is that the way we had the Mishnah was that there were five cases if she acquired it before Erison and sold it after Erison you can do whatever you want. If she acquired it after Arison and sold it while she was still in Arusa, so Bidi for sure, it's going to be she can sell the says, No. If she acquired it before Arison and sold it after Nesuin, she can't sell it, but Bidi it's going to be okay. If she acquired it after Arison, and sold it after Nesu'in, then everyone agrees the like, Chatzchilah is not okay. But the Eved going to be fine. If she acquired it after Nesu'in and sold it after Nesu'in, then everybody agrees that even the evet the Mecher is not going to be okay. That was the Mishnah. That was the Mishnah. And Lafia MS, that's still the Mishnah. According to Rav Papa, I'll leave it to Yehuda. But according to Rab Zvid, that's not the Mishnah. And according to Rav Papa's Rav ben Akavia, which is very Mufurish in the Brisa, that's is the Mishnah. Okay, so what is the Mishnah? According to Reb Zvid. And what is the Mishnah According to rab Popo's rab Hamil Ben Akavya If she acquired it Before Erison And she sold it Mishnah Nassar Everybody agrees It's, it's fine The But the Eved It's okay But guess what If she acquired it After Erison And then she sold it When she was in Arusa There too Everybody agrees The You could sell it But the Eved It's going to be okay it gets better. Even if she acquires it before Erison and sells it after Nasuin Even if she acquires it after Erison, before Nasuin and sells it after Nasuin That law, you can sell the katri, remember the evidence going to be okay. So really, the four cases... We're really all one. It's all the same. Originally, the four were three. Now the four are really going to be one. The only time it's different, and we're mamish embarrassed about this. You have to know when it's al when it's. But the point is that it's that's the only time there's any restriction. And dear, it's mamish the restrictions with the ganzigans guy, even with the Ever. It's not going to be okay. Bottom line is, we have two completely different Mahalakim had to understand the Mishnah, right? Talk to Rav the Shmuel the Amrit So two Amirah. The Rav and the Amirah And this is big because it's not Rav. It's not Shmuel. It's not Rav versus Shmuel. It's Rav and Shmuel the Amrit Shavaya which we know in the world of Kol Yapsak, has a special place in Shulchan Aruch. That is, Rav Shmuel David Shvai, Rav Shmuel Bob said, "You have to be sitting for this." Say if they acquired the nechassim actually in the before erusin, or if she acquired the nechassim after erusin. Vinices. And then she got married So what's the halacha? Then the halacha is bidiyev, It's not going to be okay So Rav Shmuel came into base marriage They said we both personally were signing On this kolkaira They're both in agreement There's no machleitis over here We both agree that the halacha is That a woman that acquired Nechassim before Nesun doesn't matter if it was Achelein It doesn't matter if it was Mishen Sarasa, That's irrelevant But if she acquired the Nechassim before Nesun and then she sold it. What's the locha? Habal moitz miyad ala Even yebet, it's not going to be okay. And what's the Gemara's kasha? Right? That's the kasha. The Kasha's what? Has it still with anything that we just said? Come on. like Rab Yehuda. the like Rab Ben Akavye. Meaning, in Rab Papa's world, it's not Rab Yehuda. And it's not Rab Haninu And Rab's Zvid's world, it's nobody. In our sugya, up until now, there were two ways this can go. Either she could sell all the chatchilo and for sure, but the evidence is fine, or she the not but the evidence is going to be kind. Rab and Shmuel, these two and how did they learn... It's not our Mishnah. It's not the Tosefta. It's not Rab Zvid's edit of our Mishnah. So where did they get this from? How could Rabbi Shmuel, even the Amri Travayu, right? They could argue with Rabbi Yochanan, but uh, and the Halacha maybe is like them. Toisus and Shabbos Kof, Mem Hey Amiral. But 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 to go as I vayit and to, to argue against a, a Mishnah and a Brise that, that Rabbi Shmuel even the Amri Travayu canto. So the Gemara says inu the Amri Rabbi Yosei. There was actually a third sheeta. There was a third opinion, and they were going like that third opinion. Tanu we to the Brise. Rabbi and the Rabbi said, "When they came around, and they said, enough lach lein esaros, ain't enough lomich lein It doesn't matter if they acquired it before us they acquired it after us." And the once is and soon the balm mights me out the lekuches. The going to be mights me out the Really, there was a third shita, and that third shita was the shita of. Rav and Shmuel, so we just chaz it over the first shita, we chaz it over the second Shitta. What's the third shita? The third sheet is the sheet of Rav and Shmuel, and the Shitta of Rav and Shmuel is that if they acquired it actually in a Sarasa, so then the halach is going to be the Chatkila, they can go ahead and sell. It. If she acquired it after Erisin, vinis Arsa, Machleis B'Sham B'Sil. According to you can sell the according to you can't sell the Chatkila, but everybody's murdered, they have it. if they sold it, it's going to be okay what happens if she acquired it before Nesuin? Whether it was before Eriksen, Seer number three, or it was after Eriksen, before Nesuin, Seer number four. And then she sold it after Nesuin. So Rabin and Shmuel, this is the sheet of Rabbi Seinu, is that, can't sell it, Lichat, Chila, and even Bidiyeved, Habal he's going to be able to take it away. If she acquired it after Nesuin, and sold it after Nesuin, then for sure she can't sell it. In other words, according to Rabbi Seinu, according to Rab and Shmuel, Seer number three, Seer number 4 and seer number 5 are all going to be one and the same. So the Mishnah, you can tell there was some cheshven that was coming, the kachava, and that is, there's really three different formulations how to go about understanding these halachas. But there's one ha'ara I just want to end with, and this is really just going to be a haktama for the raid that's going to come to Yad in the next day or two. And that is, we started off with a that. that Nachsimalog is some sort of shutfis, right? There's some sort of partnership between the woman and her husband. Really, the Nachsimalog belongs to her. However, the the Chazal gave the husband certain schosim. They gave him certain rights in the Nachsimalog. And really, if you ask a a yeshiva bachar, what's the lacha Nachsimalog? So he'll tell you. The woman owns the the guf, she owns the karen, but the Baal owns the peiris. The Baal owns the peiris. Demis is that throughout Shast, there's a big machloikis between Rabbi Yochel and Rech Lakish. Anytime you have a Shutfis, you have two partners, where one person owns the Karen and the other person owns the paris. We'll talk about different cases, as Hashem, in the coming days. Machloikis, whether Kenya paris is ke Kinya Naguf, or Kinya paris is lav ke Kinya Naguf. But one thing is clear, and that is, is that if I own paris in your Guf, Ich a shudf. And you can't just go ahead and do whatever you want. I'm a shtickle bailem over here. And because I'm a shtickle bailem, so based on that, I have a, a say, you would think, and what happens? Meaning ordinarily, when there's a relationship, a business between two people, where one person owns the Karen, the other person owns the Paris, there's some sort of shudfus here. And because there's some sort of shudfus here, so based on that, there are limitations in terms of what each shuttif is allowed to do. If two people own things, one can't sell without the other, he has to have his consent. And for sure you would think that it's that concept that underpins the Mishra that we just learned and the Cheshb the that we just learned. It's the partnership, it's the Shotev between the man and the woman. She has chosim, he has chosim, and that's why there's this tug of war over here, and that's why you have all the five different cases and three different mahalchim. I don't understand what the allah is going to be in these five different cases. But the gedoy leachreinim uberoshem remei or narsamech say that it's muchach if you go through the sugi a little bit. That that's not what's playing out over here. It's not. And just to bring it out from our mission, we didn't learn the gemaras yet. But just to bring it out from our, from our mission, just so it should be very very clear. Number one, the Allah is. That if she acquired Nechas and and then she wants to sell it, so Bidi it's going to be okay. Nobody argues with that. But at the same time, Becil says, She's not allowed to sell it. At that point, the husband has no in the Paris Nechsim He has nothing. He's not a Shutif. So why can't she sell it? If the reason she can't sell it is because she has a Shutif, well, right now I don't have a Shutif. The Gemara threw out some line. It's like Suffolk, Nesuin. We don't even know what that means. Certainly shouldn't be taken out of context. But what's the Havamina? What's, what, what's it's not even Havamina. It's a Besul says she can't sell it. If the, her limitation in our Mishnah, if what's pl- going on in this sugya is that there's a Shutfus here, so what Shaykh is? Why should the Shutfus be in play that the Halacha is that if she wants to sell it, as in Arusa, it should be a problem. And Arusa is not in this shutfish arrangement yet. So what should be the problem? Another Ha'ara. Rabbi Gamliel, some versions, Rabbi Gamliel held that if she acquired it before Nesuah, and now she's in nasu'a could be she could sell it Everyone's Maida the Pediyevah, if she sells it, it's going to be fine. Meaning she sold it without her husband's consent. It's going to be, how could it be okay? She has a shutf. How could it be okay? What's what's Pashab How could it be okay? It, it's okay, why is it okay? Meaning both ways. If she sell, why is she limited to sell it as an arusa? Khari has no shutfas in it. And why is it ever okay, Bidi if she sells it as an Asura? he has a shutfas in it? And really, to bring it out even more, Rabbi Gamliel said, He said, I'm poshim from this halacha. Which halacha was Rabbi Gamliel of? He was mevuyish of the halacha that if she required the nechasim after Nesuin, and then she sold it as a Nesua, So the halacha is that she can't sell it even by the And Rabbi Gamliel said, I'm so embarrassed over this halacha. Frey you're embarrassed of the halach of Paris Nachsim Is that what you're embarrassed of? I mean, this is a sugir. This is bottom of Yiddish guy. It's Taish Bapat. There's something called Paris No. He wasn't embarrassed of Paris Nachsim That's what he was embarrassed of. He was embarrassed why she's limited. Why she has restrictions. Why can't she sell it? Rabbi If he has Paris Nachsim says the Chashutith to right now. So if he's a shutif, why are you embarrassed? It's klar. it's muhaf just from learning Mishnayas. It's very, very clear that what's playing out over here is, is not the fact that he's a shutif. There's something else going on over here. And because it's something else, it's not necessarily Mesuian to when he has a shutif. So that it could be even an Arusa shouldn't be able to sell. The Kahaba, she does be And also, even when she's a Asua, it could be, she should be able to sell. to Rabbi Gamliel, for sure, in the event that she acquired it before Nesua, could be even a Chatechila. And, and, so again, it seems to be very much, just from the Mishnahis itself, from the cases that we went through today, that what's playing out over here in this not-such-easy sugya is not the shutfis of the husband, but there's something else going on over here. What is that something else? So that already, the daily Rosh poured a lot of ink on as Hashem in the coming days. We'll talk more about it.